I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. One Good Thing, the podcast that will go to the ends of the earth to find a Nick Cage performance worth talking about. Don't doubt us. I'm Paul Salt. What's out, Paul Goodman? Uh, okay. That's the best Chinese you're going to hear all day, guys. <laughs> the very best. Today we shall be discussing Outcast, Nick Powell's American-Chinese-Canadian action martial arts adventure period drama comedy fiasco. Hmm. Starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, uh, like, uh, I could eat a peach for hours, right? Yeah, that, kind of, that, that guy. Kind of... <laughs> He's uh, also, Hayden Christensen. I don't... I don't like sand. <laughs> ah! Oh. Um, critics experienced this movie very much like a languid gaze at a Lovecraftian god of boredom. Uh, the insipid tendrils of mundanity making, snaking their way through their synapses. They fell asleep, basically. Uh, Glenn Kenny, reviewing for RogerEbert.com, a position he seems at least technically unqualified for, said that the status of actor Nicolas Cage's career has now definitely shifted from its entertainingly eccentric phase into its genuinely befuddled and perhaps sad phase. We'll be the judge of that, sir. This was a powerhouse performance <laughs> of sheer... Being a wakenedness. <laughs> I think it was very charitable of him to have held out this long. <laughs> no, no, this is the final straw. <laughs> is it? Uh, now's mm. when I stop caring, guys. <laughs> right now. I'm not going to care in another performance again. I'm Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Hamster Boom over at IMDb um, said, The fight scenes are horrible, though. It seems that giving anyone any skill in a film is lacked in this. People swinging round their swords, even though they are in positions they should be better. I mean, as, as there is no art behind their weapons, which from the East is wrong, as films dated from the, those times show people with great skill. And there were none in this film. I don't know if you've seen the films dated from this time, but they're pretty good. I just want to welcome Matthew Broderick, aka Hamster Boom, uh, <laughs> back in the movie reviewing scene. Hamster Boom, who's that's his only review, and he's credited as being from Wales, UK. Ah. <laughs> so Tom Hardy, oh, yeah, famous yeah. Welshman. Why didn't you just kill me? Your punishment must be more severe. <laughs> what the fuck It'll was do. that? It'll do. Come on, you're gonna get at me for my accent <laughs> today of all days, Paul. You late career Nicholas Cage. Hi. <laughs> the harshest thing any one could call another one. What was something about this film that left you genuinely befuddled? Well, it was it was uh, the decision to not use Hayden Christensen's voice from the first second of the film, as it was uh, the only started on the second five. Did we actually get a sort of um, OGT patented um, intro monologue? Shit, yeah. There was a straight, yeah, up, did. That's right. straight up voiceover from uh, none other than Hayden Christensen. Yes, star um, of... Known Awake, Talkmaster. That classic film. And... What? That was it, right? Jomper. Jomper. That was it. Jomper. Yes. The superhero epic. Yes. Him. We had a voiceover from him uh, mm. telling us something. Yeah. And also Nicolas Cage was there. Yes. Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen are in a war. 
They're in a war. They're, in a, they're on, a, on, on a crusade, I think. Yes, they're on crusade. They've yeah. come to kill a whole bunch of people in the Middle East, yes. the title card tells us. Yes, 12th century. 12th century. So they, they're they off, they're killing a whole bunch of bunch of people. Yeah. Um, Hayden Christensen's not feeling too good about killing a whole bunch of people, I think, he's expressing with his face. I mean, it's weird if he is, because it's Nick Cage's character who says that. Oh, right, who says, please try to stop enjoying killing people so much. Yes. And, okay. And, Hay- and Hayden Christensen says, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Cage goes, I can't do anything about that then. Just, Shit. Yeah, Nick Cage is a bit of a seasoned vet and yeah. uh, he's operating on so many animals. He's, uh, he's had it with yeah. all his bloodshed. Yeah, I guess their mission was to come and kill this guy's entire family and Cage is trying to talk him out of it. I yes. Guess. But Nick- we cut away from that before we see the resolution of that. Yes, but he does He does see him kneeling in front of a, a, uh, a yes. crowd of dead women and children. Which is fairly incriminating. Yes. <laughs> Cut to three years later in the Far East. The Far East. We've gone even further and we are introduced to some of our players in this mm. farce. You've got the king. The king of China. You know how China has kings. You've got the king of China. Yeah, king of China. King of China. <laughs> and two um, two princes, right? With one of those, the lady prince. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, two princes and a princess. That's okay. right. Um, Zhao, Xing, and... Lady princess. Yes. <laughs> unnamed lady, unnamed female princess not pictured. Um, just like China. Just like China. Cut to the king who is um, packing, well, he's not packing, he's packing up. He's packing <laughs> up for his holidays. Yeah. He's getting his uh, his his youngest children, the prince and the princess, to, yeah. to, to pack up. Send them on a magical journey because uh, the elder prince is coming and yes, he's not going to take it anymore. Mm. He's had it up to here with his bloody Chinese ways. Yeah. And so he's he... had it up to here with not being king anymore. Yeah. He's exactly. given it a go. He's given it a bloody good go. And he just finds that it's very difficult to get people to do everything you want all the time when you're not king. Yes. Prince is only somewhat good. Yes. Pr- Prince is really, it's king light, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time someone does something for you, you can tell they're being a bit pissy about it. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Your majesty. <laughs> Quick, everyone. The prince asked for a tea. <laughs> sorry sorry i'm the guy who does the king shit you mistook me for someone who gives a shit about you so we can understand why he's uh he's miffed <laughs> because people in china are dicks yeah it's all of them <laughs> awful people an awful nation christ and so many of them i know so so there's a there's a there's a fleeing there's a, there's, a, there's a coup in the making basically. oh yes yes um so, a coup so and he, a fleeing so he's yes so he sends the young young youngins off to flee the upshot is that young prince Zhao. yeah and Princess un- Unnamed. Yeah. Um, end up in an inn. Yeah. Just outside the palace. They're looking for, um, they're looking to escape from the Black Guards. Yes. Uh, and inside, they're captured by the Black Guards. Yes. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. How they're, ironic. It, they're really rubbish. <laughs> it takes seconds for the Black Guards to catch them. She is immediately recognised as a princess and captured. Yes, the guards come in, they try, they hassle them about a bit, they're sort of tussling yeah. them around in that way they do. Yeah. Um, might turn violent soon, in yeah. like another 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Christensen's there. Yeah. What? Yep, he ran away from the war yeah. after Nicolas Cage stared deep into his soul, as you would do too. Yeah. You try looking at Nicolas Cage and not finding yourself an opium fiend in a Chinese inn. Oh, it's just what happens. What do you think John Travolta really is? So... <laughs> 
Um, he in a in a drunken, not drunken. What do, what, what do you do when you take opium? High? Uh, drugged. Uh, Drug- in a, in a drugged. Uh, in a in an opium infused state. Haze. Yeah. Haze. He takes out all the black black guard. Yeah. Not not before paying for food. Oh yes. With his sword. Well, he's a gentleman. He's a he's a wonderful Irish gentleman. Yes. He's mm, now 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 then. I needed that. Some things are better told. Definitely, I think it's definitely Gaelic. Yes. That kind of thing. Cornwallish? He's got a drawl. <laughs> I'm Hayden Christensen and I have a drawl. <laughs> I'm Hayden, I'm Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Hi, I'm from Ireland. <laughs> and I don't know where I am, he said. Um, he says, if you want to live, you best follow me. <laughs> I'm deadly serious, he said. <laughs> so much fucking opium. It's done my head in. <laughs> and they're like, oh, he's he's one of those heroin addicts they have. <laughs> they're like, wow, what a hero. We must go with him. <laughs> yeah. This great fighter. What are you fucking following yeah. me for, lassie? I've got enough of views. <laughs> he's pestered by the guards, isn't he? And he's like, I'm yeah. fucking done here. And then he just <laughs> shoulder barges everybody until they die. Yeah. And then <laughs> he uh, tussles around until they just drop dead of <laughs> sheer anxiety. And he goes um, out windmilling and then yeah. the, the, the the royal two follow him. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. They they either follow him or he doubles back, back on them. It doesn't really yeah. matter. We it's don't only, really know. It doesn't really matter. It's only the entire motivation of the character. Yes. Then, um, so they end up together. Yes. Drunken, young, possibly... Welsh um, crusader ends up paired with running away prince. Yes. They're all running away. Maybe yeah. they're running towards something. <gasps> uh. We don't know. None of them actually talk about things. They bond a little, I guess, mm-hmm. over describing their roles and their past and backstory. Well. Like Suicide Squad style. D- yeah. Okay, okay. I see. I see where you're getting at. <laughs> yeah. Just Continue. By, by reading out the character sheet that the writer had written for each of them, <laughs> they are able to bond. Um, at this stage... Um, I don't think there's any more fight scenes with the Black Guard. I think they reconnoiter with um, one of those Middle Eastern convoys that go through China. Yes. Um, they count to a woman who's doing so much acting with her eyes. Oh, boy. She is smizing yep. and summizing. Yep. And smaddening. Smaddening. Smelting. Yeah. She's smoking some bricks in the corner. <laughs> she says, come in. She's tink, got tink, some... Tink, tink. She's got some big eyes. Big uh, eyes that she's not... And she's not afraid to use them. And... No consciousness to speak of, because every line she delivers is, is, is very much like there's a smaller version of her um, inside operating several levers that she's never seen before. The director came up and shouted the line into her ear, and then eventually it would sort of echo around out of her mouth during the take. Yeah. She will enjoy it so much more in a city full of strangers. Hello there, traveller. Do you know what it was like? It was like the, uh, you know, the six um, different voice actors they had rotating in Skyrim. Um, every now and again you get somebody who was like welcome to the farm this is the farm of the family oh one of them sucked (laughs) there was a bad one wasn't there and she was it oh god it was Billy West Uh, playing this character so Billy West escorts the um, (laughs) the heroes to the city yeah the city that there is yes Um, they get inside the city and they say please come and eat some of my opium Mm. I re- uh, oh, probably shouldn't. Well, no, nobody says that. It's just like, no. yes, I will do that. And the princess says, try and be in a state to travel. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Good, cause, oh, you know me, I like my drugs. <laughs> he says, don't know where I'm from. 
Um, I wish I knew. I wish I knew who my parents were. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the answer's in this opium rag. Um, yeah. So he passes out because yeah. apparently the opium was drugged. Yeah. But did it need to be? <laughs> it's like, oh, you double crossed me. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> oh, I just wanted opium. <laughs> It's like it might have just been it's opium. Just life-giving opium. Coincidentally, they yeah. they are also double-crossing him. Yes. In addition to just enabling him to do the thing he would have done anyway. Yes. Um, they capture Prince and Princess and are escaping. He then kills a whole bunch of people. Yes. And he punches Billy West. He punches Billy West. In an excellent uh, like progressive... Uh, <laughs> face punch. Yeah, progressive face punch on a woman. Yep, we all were very fond of that. Yeah. We'll never stop pointing them out to to all of you. Yeah, and then I think he said, I already have a mistress, which is very <laughs> clever. Very clever. Good yeah. pun. A good, good sort of Arnold Schwarzenegger, consider this a divorce mm. kind of thing. <laughs> then, basically, the prince and princess end up sort of escaping and running into the forest, where, in a series of very confusing jump cuts, all of their pursuers are killed. Mysteriously. He does save a girl. Yes. She shoots a guy with an arrow, saves her. She's there, but pointless. So, yeah. yeah, that happened like before uh, or any of this, any of this. Yeah. So um, that was in Suicide Squad. That was in su- oh wait, yeah, because she got <laughs> her head blown up by explosives. Yeah, she could climb anything, and then that was yeah, she yeah. could climb anything, <laughs> and then she couldn't. So <laughs> not as well anyway. Yeah, fling you up a building. <laughs> Hayden Christensen fired her out of his bow. <laughs> so after Hayden Christensen fired a woman out of a bow yeah. up a building, and her head exploded. Yeah. Um, they meet up with these bandits in the mm-hmm. forest who have saved everyone. Yes. Turns out they are led by Nicolas Cage. Yes. And his mute wife. Um, as they should be. <laughs> as they all should be. In China. Um, we then get to experience, absorb, savor mm. uh, Nicolas Cage's profound performance. Uh, I tried my hand as a merchant, but the black guards took all I had. My wife, she's good with a knife, eh, lad? <laughs> but at one time, she had the most beautiful singing voice. But the guards cut out her tongue! Raison d'etre. His raison d'etre, which is to continue to bring these extraordinary people to life <laughs> for you. Genuinely, no one else could do it. No one else would do it. No one else should do it. Like a craftsman. Who's working alone in the middle of the woods to manufacture things of maddening beauty? Em- no one must look upon. <laughs> Embittered by his uh, failed attempts to become the uh, the arch nemesis Bloodnovsky, sat down in a cave, wrapped a snake around each hand, and waited for his moment. So Hayden Christensen is cured of his opium, drugs, and also shed face affliction. By Nicolas Cage with his snake hands. Yes. Which he uses as... <laughs> gesturing ooh, just, tools. Yeah. Gesturing t- tools, occasional mittens, <laughs> ooh, do and you a beard scratcher. Arms warm? <laughs> <laughs> ooh, is anyone else in here really comfy and warm? No? <laughs> no. Oh, nobody else has got snake That's hands. Snake hands. <laughs> You've got snake hands. <laughs> I can't do fucking anyone who's not Jimmy Stewart. I know. It's, you've, you've gone wrong. It's, yeah. <laughs> you've gone wrong you've, you've, you've fallen into the same trap that Jimmy Stewart had and been a- unable to play anyone but Jimmy Stewart <laughs> Jimmy Stewart just used to talk like hello I'm Jimmy Stewart one day he was messing around with his mate and he started doing this voice and his brain broke <laughs> it's like it's like when you, your mum says oh don't make faces because the wind will change <laughs> don't do an imitation of Jimmy Stewart or you will get stuck <laughs> um, so 
the black the black guard yes attack the pirate fortress yeah what the fuck movie you're, have i started describing i mean you are being very kind to the listeners by just you <laughs> skipping ahead whole like a whole like hour of plot please uh, forgive me so nicholas cage spends time in this cave i didn't with say do i didn't say go back over and the plot mute wa- no you did and no, i was sincere <laughs> i was sincere don't you dare do this this is fine <laughs> snake hands <laughs> he, he turns up he has snake hands and then the black guard attack and he it's tra- the final battle <laughs> it's the final battle um, mute wife gets killed. Yeah, snake hands get killed. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, then the guy wearing the snake hands, Nicholas Nicholas Cage, yes. is killed. And Hayden Christensen challenges the bad brother Shing to a a fight. Yes, like in Gladiator. Like in Gladiator, and like mm. in Gladiator, an external force sort of. Uh, well, he he. No, it's not like in Gladiator. In Gladiator, he appeals to his ex, his the soldiers that surround him. Sword, yeah. give me a sword. Yeah, and the, the the head guy sort of orders them to put the swords she away. Give you a weapon. Yeah, yeah, that's it. In this, once a couple of the guys like shoot Hayden Some Christensen with a bow. Dirty Harry, <laughs> trigger happy, <laughs> <laughs> fucking lunatics. Just, just uh, shoots them. Yeah, it's they, like, do you not get what we were doing here? <laughs> we all have bows. Why would none of us? It's like me when we try to play football. It's like. Oh, I meant to run over there and like get the ball off him. Look around you. Why is none of the rest of us doing it? It's a offside. Just relax. Sorry, I thought I thought I knew this game. <laughs> so one guy that didn't get how jewels work. Yeah, yeah. He just uh, he saw his time to shine. <laughs> Shot the guy from five feet. Why didn't anyone else do this? It's so easy. <laughs> um, he's just standing there looking at them all, going, "Sorry, am I am I fucking losing it? What's I've going got, on? I've got a bow. He's the bad guy." <laughs> Um, yeah, and, 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 uh, second in command guy says, um, sheave, uh, sheave your weapons. So it is like gladiators. Oh, yes, he's out like gladiators. He's the next person, the next person, the next person to fire an arrow will be killed. That was a flawless Chinese accent from this film. Yes. If this is your only experience of China, this film, you're going to be very surprised by actual China when you get there. Yeah, you'll at least say, oh, when you get there. <laughs> you'll at least go, oh, that's a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. In yes. spite of being all arrowed up, mm. Hayden Christensen manages to kill... He does the stab right. Take that, you fucking wanker, he <laughs> you says. You fucking pansy! <laughs> yeah, you're a proper bloke. <laughs> um, the, he... Ah, the old country! <laughs> Still, honestly, oh, where am I from? Oh, acquaintance, me. <laughs> anyway, he gets stabbed. <laughs> he falls down. He's dead. The prince, bad Prince Shing is dead, leaving... Yes. Prince Zhao to now rule the land. Yes, the young from, one from a small set that was built for him to do so. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Hayden Christensen, who miraculously survived, rides off away from Nicolas Cage's grave to join the cast of Final Fantasy Fifteen <laughs> for yet another adventure. Yet another adventure whilst having a young boy body. And that and that was it. That was it. That was the whole film. It was that simple. This is part of a weird thing, right? Because set in China, yeah, Xing, Zhao, yeah, Gao as well, mm-hmm. Zhao and Gao, Zhao and Gao, and Sao in there too, Zhao, yeah, Zhao, okay, yeah. Frau, German, and, and Frau, German wife, yeah, mm. Frau. And Frau, that's his wrist, uh huh, Kapow, the yeah. band, Tapow, <laughs> the 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 Batman punch sound effect, <laughs> yeah, he was there, they're all there, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, but with Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 kind of um, it's a weird move for a Chinese director to come in and and, and like put that kind of cast together, wasn't it? 
Yeah, that was an interesting decision of that Chinese director. It was also an interesting decision of that Chinese director to be an Englishman from Brent. Mm. Nick Powell. Burger. <laughs> now, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nick, That's what you want. Nick Powell Burger. <laughs> oh, the Chinaman. The, the Nick Powell Burger from Brent, yeah. yeah. And, and while we were watching it, I was getting... Uh, uh, presentiments of, uh, of of Stoker and, and and things like that, and thinking now yeah. it's very clunky dialogue, and it kind of <laughs> feels like it was written by a Chinese guy. So it's really weird why they set. Like, yeah. Why did he set the film in you know English? Why didn't they just do it in Chinese? Have Chinese actors doing the Chinese, and then the two you know Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen can come in and do whatever accents they were doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it. it turns out that it was an English director, so yeah. it was just a bit of cultural appropriation. I guess um, so. It's a little odd, because the way this usually works is that a Chinese production company will find themselves with quite a bit of money, and they mm. want to make a movie that's going to sell not only in China, but abroad as well. Yes. Imagine that. Um, who should so, we cast? Who should we cast? They buy, they go over, and they buy Matt Damon. Yes. And they buy him, and they, you know, get him in a movie, and then they sell him again. And then they own you him resell, forever. It's, it's the resale value that you get, you know. That's where you uh. get the budget back, is you well, you get tax back after that. You see, yeah, yeah. Export get, is where it's at. I'm pretty sure Damon is tax free. I don't think you can be taxed on Damon. No, he's tax free going in. Oh, but, okay. but going out, there's a there's a hefty fee. Oh shit, that's how they get you for 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 shifting the Damon. <laughs> shifting the Damon. Yeah. God, I can tell you used to be a Damon salesman. Um. So yeah, they'll buy <laughs> they'll buy Matt Damon or they'll buy Adrian Brody uh-huh. or fucking John Cusack. Yeah. Those stars for some reason for their movies. Yeah. And then, like, um, they'll put them in a uh, in a movie where they'll appear like in five different scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, actual you know Chinese people will do most of the actual stuff <laughs> um, yeah. on an offset. Yeah, on another set, and then occasionally yeah. Adrian Brody will come in and go, <laughs> and then walk away again. Well, when, when, can... when they when they when they cut, when they yell cut, the actual uh, Chinese actors have to do all the, the literal heavy lifting. They have to <laughs> move all the scenery around, whilst the English actors just move... just strike people with the blunt swords. <laughs> They have to move Adrian Brody's expressions around his face. <laughs> um, and then you release the movie in the West saying, hey, starring Christian Bale. And people come and see it because yeah. you can't sell things that don't have Christian Bale in it to anyone ever. Yeah, That's how it usually works. It's mm. interesting that this is an English crew, an American-Canadian crew, yeah, who seem to just be... U- Maybe they tried to do a Werner Herzog. Because what Herzog used to do is keep production low by going to a foreign country... Um, and then just hiring locals, you know, make touching base with the local film school yeah. or the army or like, you know, recreational societies and just like use the resources that were there. And that's how he kept his budgets low. He yes. didn't fly his shit out there. He just, just him and Klaus Kinski would go on a plane <laughs> and they'd arrive and make a movie. <laughs> um, maybe they tried to do that and just make use of the resources available in China, but. I mean, manpower is cheap in China. Manpower is Life cheap is cheap in China. <laughs> in China. <laughs> there, were no, there was no special effects in this, just people dying. Yeah. You, like... you can just throw those people out of a moving car into a moving plane. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jackie Chan did that once. Well, he offered to do it. You can't just... There's no fun if they offer to do you it. You can't stop him from doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like... But it's weird then that that being the production history, that you do have an Englishman... Yeah, an Englishman um, sure. working. <laughs> sure, I guess. <laughs> Do you want to call that an Englishman? <laughs> Brent. Um, like, it's weird that you should have an Englishman sort of working at the head of this production in charge mm. of all the aspects of its, dire- uh, you know, direction. Mm. And this is the one that has the worst English delivered dialogue. Far worse than The Great Wall, 
Or um, what was the fucking one with Adrian Brody? Dragon Blade. Dragon Blade. Yeah. Or even fucking um, the Christian Bale one. It's it's strange. Yeah. Well, I guess what you're supposed to do when you're when you're a real actor, like a real life one. Oh yeah. It's when you're given dialogue that just just really doesn't look like anything somebody would say. Yeah. You then correct that. Yes. In 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 a, in, in a split second from from brain to <laughs> it takes to travel from brain to lip. Um, you correct it so it sounds like a normal speak. Yeah. Black guards are as thick as flies on a farting goat's ass because of you. To be fair, it wasn't just Nick Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen. Yes. Everybody had a bit of a delivery issue. Well, that was the other thing, of course, is I think, if I remember correctly, Dragon Breath... Dragon Braid. Dragon Jesus. Breath, yeah. Dragon Breath. <laughs> Dagon Breath. <laughs> Didn't all of the Chinese actors speak Chinese? I think so. Yeah, that that's what happened. So it's strange then that they decided in this film all the Chinese actors are going to speak English. Yeah. In a very crisp, sort of carefully chosen accent. It's BBC English, basically. Yeah. Once the council has officiated over the appropriate ceremonies... There can be no ceremonies without the seal. But if he has the seal, there's nothing to be done. Um, Hello there. Yeah, I mean, which my name is Shao Tzu. <laughs> yes. I am General Gao. <laughs> General. I'm fucking fantastic. <laughs> Everybody had a slightly polished English English accent, including the children, which is a relief because I'm pretty sure Hayden Christensen and Nicolas Cage were supposed to be English. <laughs> but they were, if, if they were English, then, I mean... What wow. are we? What are we? What are we? What are we? But but I mean Nick Nick Cage from the very second that he came in and went Jacob. <laughs> so where are you from, sir? <laughs> sir, please. <laughs> Honestly, I am unable to continue this conversation. And then, and then and then yeah, and then Hayden Christensen comes in and says, "I didn't I didn't ken where I'm from." <laughs> ah, if only I knew. Ah, hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, back in Birmingham. In all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, it really does seem like Hadrian, Hadrian, Hadrian Christensen. What's his fucking name? Hayden Christensen. It yeah. really seems like he's going for Irish. Yeah, there's just there's just the odd like the odd like deep Scottish like <laughs> he, 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 like he leans into the odd vowel Scottishly, Scotchly, Scottishly. <laughs> oh, you uh, lent into that vowel quite Scottishly, sir. <laughs> I mean, they, they they are baffling. I mean, Nick, yeah. Nick 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 Cage. He was he was criticised by several reviewers for giving a a, 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 a kind sleepy of, kind of lazy yeah, Cage performance, like performance. we saw in Ghost Rider. Yeah, but it was I not Ghost Rider. But I would argue that uh, <laughs> that was that was energetic. I felt like Nick Cage got his eight hours. Fuck yeah! Before before doing that, he's walking around with one eye shut. He got eight hours of someone else's sleep. <laughs> he stole it. <laughs> he snatched it in the dead of night. Sucked. Sucked it out of a child before each take. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, they yeah didn't use that for the film, unfortunately. But but he's walking. He's got like an eye wound, and he's walking around with the eye closed instead of yeah no the, prosthetics. Instead of a prosthetic, he just chose to do that. Close one eye. Yeah, I mean, I guess at least we should be thankful that Nick Cage did just deliver the lines with something, be- because I mean, all, all all of the kids. Um, yeah, and it's not that they were Chinese speakers yeah. who were used to speaking a language with lots of natural pauses in because no, the Chinese all of language these... famously has the schwa which is just a sound between words yeah and all of these people are just from Fresno so none of them like they got flown over yeah. none of them are Chinese I, f- I feel like there wasn't a, fir- like a first generation 
like Chinese no. among them. Yeah. They're all played by Benedict Wong. <laughs> He's a brilliant he actor, is though. The one. I really like Benedict Wong. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, Hayden, Hayden Christensen, oh, maybe, maybe they retconned it that he was an opium addict. <laughs> it was because he was, he gave such a dreary fucking performance. Mm. They decided we've got to write this into the script somehow. It was snoozy, wasn't it? It was a snoozy performance. Yeah. Um, he, he was often filmed lying down. <laughs> Yeah, just the to, clock accommodate, his to accommodate his schedule. Several Chinese stuntmen go to reapply that, reassemble the cloth as the camera at another fucking Dutch angle. <laughs> oh Jesus! Catches okay. them being like swiped to one side. Okay, so let's take out the culture class aspect. Culture clash, ash, bash, ash, and dash. Let's take the culture clash aspect out of this. Okay, and just talk about the fact that we have a stuntman, stunt coordinator, directing a film. Okay. How do you feel he got on? He got on energetically. <laughs> is, that, is that an appropriate adverb for, for that? He energetically filmed the sleepy yeah. Hayden Christensen. It was done with gusto. Yes. It was It was done with moxie and vim. And Viv several and other spunk. phrases from the 1950s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the the choreography was uh, lambasted in, uh, in, in in critic circles in the around, around the, uh, the trash fires <laughs> under the bridges. There were... Maybe three shots in the movie that made me feel a thing. Yes. That made me go, ooh, that was good. Yeah. Now, you and I differed on, on, on where the issue was with this. I, right. I felt like the, the choreography for, for the most part looked pretty good. It was just that he just couldn't resist the cut. He just couldn't resist yeah. a good cut. There was a time when he was uh, cutting down about five guys and there was literally a cut on each like swing yeah. of the sword. Every impact was. Yeah. It was extraordinary. And the camera would always cut to like behind the guy swinging the sword. Yeah. So it, like, it, it, why it, are we back here? Yeah. It was, it was, it's the equivalent of the hairy man ass in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, seventies porn. <laughs> it's like, now I can't see the delicious bosoms. The lovely, the lovely between the legs shot that <laughs> pornographers like to get. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This is the sexiest. <laughs> oh! Oh! oh, glad I, glad I came then. <laughs> that exact second. That'll be the moment St. Peter shows back to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I always feel like that's the kind of thing that my boss will somehow get a hold of and replay to me Monday morning. I don't judge you for that. Is it true you came during the, uh, between the leg shot ball? <laughs> ah. Why? Am I fired? Um, that was really unsatisfying. And yeah. there's a, is it a care mode thing where he's like, you just click every time there's a cut. So yeah. Well, I, it's did, not I didn't need thing. to because I could yeah. feel my synapses just fucking <laughs> snapping apart every time it every happened. Every cut. Yeah. <laughs> ah. was, I thought you were clapping, but it wasn't. It was a brain unhinging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was not very well. Fi- it reminded me of Assassin's Creed in that respect. And as much mm. as there's some beautiful sets, fantastic yeah, costume yeah. design. And interestingly, yeah, choreographed fight sequences that are just not connecting because of how they've been filmed yeah so so it was a mess i mean his his whole this whole film was a culture clash of sort of sorts it was definitely a a, it was definitely a mental clash in my brain yeah it it seemed to be the worst of sort of east and west cinema (laughs) yeah just clashing together in an unpleasant mess yes um i mean for me because it starts off in the middle east it kind of felt reminiscent of the the genre of films I really love, hmm. um, which was the sort of historical epics from, yeah. of which there were many between, t- uh, sort of 95 when Braveheart came out. Yeah. Culminating in 2005, six, which is when Alexander came out <laughs> and was, um, garbage. Yeah. 
Uh, farted away like a deflating balloon. Yes, it ended that little period. And then the next year, 2007, uh, 300 came out. And ever since then, historical epics have kind of looked a bit like 300. Yes. This had some 300 elements. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, I like 300 as a yeah, movie, but yeah, I'm yeah. not a big fan of that aesthetic when compared to the sort of sheer scope of the sort of, you know, Kingdom yeah. of Heaven, uh, Gladiator, the realistic sort of violence that would happen in battle sequences like mm. Braveheart where you get people getting their arms cut off yeah. and sort of faces caved in. You get like, a mace in the face when you're in bed. Mace in a face in bed. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the stuff Classic I like. Classic Scotland. <laughs> Classic Saturday night. <laughs> but like, yeah, this had some 300 aspects with the sort of yeah. slow motion people with CGI blood. And it's just like, but yeah. it did also just have a little bit of that production design that I associate and crisp filming. Yeah. Uh, and cinematography um, that I associate with like that era. So I was a little hopeful. Yeah. Just a little disappointed that it proved to be yeah. so underwhelming in there its action. just caveats to it. Like, it's a 15, but there wasn't much blood. No, early on, there were people getting cut down, like, yeah. you know, speared and, like, sliced. And there was the Ridley Scott moment mm. where a character rides up and slumps. The Ridley Scott Mel Gibson moment where he swings his sword down and the next thing you need to happen is yeah. for a big arcing spray of blood yes. to shoot upwards. Yeah. And it just didn't he just sort of slashed down and you hear a cling uh, you don't even see the guy land yeah i'm dead now but there's no oomph to it no um there's one yeah. bit where a guy just gets a knife in the face yes and it, and it took me it took me by surprise because i wasn't expecting any sort of any like balls <laughs> to the, the the action at all i felt something yeah. yes yeah <laughs> my loins <laughs> but yeah the you're gonna do a, gonna do a film like that it has to have some sort of weight to it otherwise yeah. it might as well just be the kind of cgi that like that that causes buildings to topple like feathers yeah like toppling feathers <laughs> the dceu style <laughs> yeah yeah it just d- yeah. Didn't, didn't have didn't have the oomph no no oomph. <sighs> but it, i mean it did look it did look great yeah it did it had really good production design real i really loved the the sort of crusading scenes in the middle yeah. east and some of the sets in the far east as well yeah. the actual the royal chamber i thought made everything feel a bit small yeah, um, um, like an unpopulated China. Yeah, it, that that's one the thing Avengers that it was China. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was missing a Chinese city because China was yeah. pretty big in the 12th century. You yeah, know? it's missing a sort of hero style. Yeah, shot of all the people. What in yeah, the world? What, what really together works in one shot? Yeah, what <laughs> what really works is all six billion people of China <laughs> being in one frame. And 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 one thing that really works with Chinese cinema is just throwing the weight of 1.4 billion people behind it. And yeah, like, look at all the people we've got. Chinese cinema has fucking scale to it because it's not yeah. just about how many people there are. Their cities are ridiculous. Yeah. Their production design yeah. tends to be fucking huge, yeah. possibly because they're willing to not pay people who build it yeah. as much. Life as is we cheap. We have a thousand stunt men if, they, if you want to push people out of a burning building. Yeah, and even the landscapes of China are just fucking huge. Like, And yeah. there were some shots in this of sort of maddeningly large mountains, you know, mm, which you yeah. know isn't even like in their list of top 100 mountains you should go yeah. to in China. <laughs> like, and it's endless deserts. Yeah. That they probably just found by walking 10 minutes away from their hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's some extraordinary things that can't help but fill the background, but it didn't feel like one of those old wuxia film films. Yeah. It just lacked that scale. But, yeah. Some effort went in, and Nicolas Cage definitely put some effort into oh, his, God, yeah. to this f- movie. Never let it be said that he just slept, walked his way through this. He tried an accent. 
Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, he did. He believed in that accent. Uh-huh. He didn't hire a voice coach. He went and locked himself in a room with Shia LaBeouf. And he came out later with speaking like that. You're English, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> that Shia LaBeouf? That's him as the Joker. Into the- oh! I mixed up Jared Leto. I-, I imagine that Shia LaBeouf, as soon as he knew they were auditioning for the Joker, he sat in that tank <laughs> and he fucking practiced. He got back in the tank. He practiced his face role. off. Yeah. I heard when he got the role for Nymphomaniac, he went in the tank. With his girlfriend, Mia Goff. <laughs> Just the worst things happened. And made her a sex addict? Made her a sex addict. And um, Lars von Trier just felt it happen. <laughs> Via Udo Kier, who was in the room with him at all times. I hope that's not happening. Oh, God, let's, let's go back to this film because it's slightly less, um, <laughs> less harrowing to, to, to think about. Um, Nick Cage tried. Nick Cage tried. The the times where there was a... Um, like uh, the ca- the camera stayed on a, f- a fight sequence long enough, yeah. we were able to appreciate the choreography because there yeah. was some good choreography. There was effort. There was effort in this movie, and it's not the worst premise ever either. So no. you do have to get a little bit into the cynicism of it. And unfortunately, as we will continue mm. our cinematic relationship with China, um, it, it looks like based on this, based on um, the Great War we are going to have to get a little bit better at working together because this needs to be mutually beneficial. And yes. I can't believe Chinese people were happy with Outcast. Like, no. <laughs> we need to sort of angle this better. Yeah, you need to pitch it somewhere between Outcast and City of Life and Death so that the regular <laughs> Chinese people will, will enjoy it. popular film in China. Yeah. That's their version of Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's a good film. It's a great film. Um, Shall we quick fire? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I there was a really cool training flashback moment. Oh yeah, when Hayden Christensen saves that girl by shooting a bad guy from far, far away. It leads on to Hayden Christensen training the prince. Yeah, as he's training the prince, he is having flashback flashbox flash flashbox. He gets a flashbox. It's flashbox <laughs> time, and he remembers uh, a younger Nick Cage teaching boy. Uh, Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Boy Christensen. Yeah. Boy Christensen. Boystenson. Hayden Boystenson. <laughs> Boyden Christensen. With um like the, the the same steps, taking him through the same steps. Yeah. And and that is it's 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 a part of Nick Cage's character where he's not just lurching drunkenly, one eyed, <laughs> groping for his mute wife. Um he he's he's actually training this boy as if he had some sort of yeah. <laughs> like some sort of love for him. And that is suggested at the beginning of the film. It's like, oh I've travelled with you long enough. See how the wars change her. She must stop killing Boyd and Christensen. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Mandon. <laughs> I'm Mandon Christensen now. Mandon Christensen. Um, and yeah, it's a good, it's a good little juxtaposition. That, that could have been the emotional, like, that could have been the heart of the, the film, their relationship, yeah. and they could have established that a bit more. Cage doesn't want Christensen to grow up to be him. Even yeah. He has, clearly. And that is covered kind of later on when, um, yeah. they, 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 they go back over, um, the 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 moment when Nick Cage comes in and sees but Mandon Christensen at this yeah. point kneeling in the pool of dead women and children. Oh yeah, by the way, he didn't kill them. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't kill them. They killed each oh. other and then themselves conveniently. Yeah. And they kind of go, oh, okay, well that settles that. That was my good thing. That was your good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a moment where after um Hayden Christensen's drugs had been uh, tainted with drugs, <laughs> um. Oh. There's a there's a, a shot in, intended to show that time has passed, and the way they do that is a very sped up footage of some candles burning all the way down to the wick. Hmm. Yeah. And that was really cool. Like the candles just sort of disappear really fast. Yeah. And that... it, it, had that come at the end of like a montage of like frenzy. Yes. That would have been really excellent and surreal. 
Um, as it happened, just coming at the end of a scene that was a little odd and out of place, but hey. It was a Danny Boyle, Darren Aronofsky type <laughs> yeah. uh, thing, and yeah, uh, yeah that, that was cool. Well, almost all of these good things are really out of place in this movie. I have um, one more. When they were running away, the the children were running away from the mm. um, from the the bad guys, the black guards, the, yep. the blackguards, blackguards, your blackguard. <laughs> um, they are taken out man by man, very tactically. Ooh. There are lots of tactics going on in this bit, like you know, like oh, like Michael Mann's quite a tactics kind of guy. Mm. Mm, it's kind of like that, but not <laughs> that, but China. And nothing like heat. <laughs> like, like, like that, but China and nothing like that. <laughs> but they're, 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 they're running along and one guy suddenly gets rope, like, there's a, yeah. like, sets off a rope trap and he gets stung, like, strung to a tree and somebody comes in and jabs him with a spear. Yep. And he's taken out. Some, some, like, running away and somebody else gets taken down by several arrows very quickly. Yep. One guy's running and he falls, like, through a pit and into a trampoline and into frozen yeah. water beneath. One guy is very masterfully eaten by a bear. <laughs> which was nick cage's idea they throw the bear at him <laughs> he just yeah. eats him quickly uh one guy gets his fingers caught in a toaster and it's like ah i mean that, that that yeah that that was ah. <laughs> sob this i'm going home <laughs> one guy he's running in winter and he gets a football kick to his bare thigh <laughs> oh fuck Ooh. Ooh. and then nicholas cage comes and flicks his ear yeah oh <laughs> you dick <laughs> so it's, it's it's a pretty good um it's a pretty good like tactical takedown scene yeah sure and again it kind of gave the impression that nick cage's team of marauders had like some sort of competence yeah <laughs> but they hadn't yeah uh, they, they'd worked some stuff up out there they'd worked some shit out and yeah. uh, that was a result <laughs> did i just say they worked some stuff up out there <laughs> they worked some stuff right up in there <laughs> They forced it right up there. I think one of the things that characterizes good old Chinese movies is that you'd have like so many characters who could reasonably be your favorite. Mm. It'd just be like one old man who's also excellent at kung fu, but then also one teenage girl who's excellent at kung fu. Yeah. Because everyone's good at kung fu, everyone could have a different favorite. That's what's great about movies like Dragon Inn. There was one old man in this, um, a sort of retainer who guided uh, the prince and sister out of the palace when the coup was um, yeah. going. Um, you know, gets them onto a carriage and then turns in order to fight some guys, and does it really well. And it's actually filmed quite well. Yeah. Uh, single. He's unarmed and he's fighting off these guys with spears. And it's like, oh, it's like a martial arts movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's something I can yeah. relate to. No, it's and- not, says Nick Powell. <laughs> <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Then they all just yeah gang up on him and stab him to death. Yeah. Very much like um Proximo in Gladiator. Do you suppose the director saw Gladiator? No. Nah. Gladdy what? He's, he must have said in several press, <laughs> press meetings. I think the last good thing to really talk about and to really get into is The Cage. Because yeah. we watched this film fairly passively, I think it's safe to say. Yeah. Very much like one would watch um, the poster on a bus that's running them over at the time. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, God bless him. Yeah. He was there for us this time. He wasn't there for us in Ghost Rider. Yep. He let us down. Mm-hmm. With his, you know, what the fuck were we even complimenting him on in Ghost Rider? A, a, a glass tumbler full of sweets? Yeah. Fuck that this time. I <laughs> this mean, this time he's giving you, he's giving you a glass tumbler full of sweets that you can snort up your face. <laughs> a glass tumbler full of snakes. <laughs> it was... He's extraordinary. He, he, he gives a, a baffling accent. Mm-hmm. He's putting a tremendous amount of energy into it. Physically, he's a rainbow. Yep, he's he's just wonderful. Just, he's the sheer embodiment of love and it, in every scene that he's in. 
And I mean, it, I, I've got to be thankful for the fact that he wasn't that in Ghost Rider, otherwise we wouldn't have been able to use that I, I in, in this one. I don't think we'd... True. I, th- I think we wouldn't be legit podcast guys if, if we just fell back on Nick Cage for every Nick Cage film we saw. So it's a good thing. I don't think thing. we'll be able to. Did, was Nick Cage the, be- the one good thing about Ghost Rider? No, no. no so so it's a good thing that, yes. that he wasn't because this is a fresh um, one good thing. Yes. And nobody can accuse us of being hacks. <laughs> and luckily we'll never have to do this again because we're never going to review another Nicolas Cage film because none of the others are bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So let's have a quick chat about the one better thing the one better thing so i would firstly recommend kingdom of heaven which is ridley scott's 2004 historical epic film it's from that period i love um and it's a film that almost everyone agrees is a fantastic historical epic ruined by its lead um orlando bloom is cast in the lead um as a crusader who um starts off the film in france and heads out to sort of try and reclaim his own identity um and in so doing, ends up in, sort of embroiled in the fight for Jerusalem between Crusaders and um, uh, Islamic uh, sort of yeah. forces. And I really like it. It's a very well-considered script. It's a very careful balancing of the sort of two sides. And, you know, obviously still remains quite relevant. And it's Ridley Scott directing, so you know it looks gorgeous. Um, fantastic supporting performances by Edward Norton, Brendan Gleeson as uh, <laughs> René de Chatillon, I believe, <laughs> as you'd expect. As he was born. Might have been Guy de Lusignan. <laughs> okay. In either case, he's fantastic. Uh, Ava Green um, mm-hmm. in the main female role, and she's great. It's, it's and more than anything, more than anything, what those sort of dozen or so films made between 95 and 2005 do so well is the big battle scenes. Mm. Just for a little decade there, it felt like every big director was trying to challenge each other to see who could put the biggest army on screen. And I think they didn't beat Ridley Scott with Kingdom of Heaven. It's mm. the, the the battle sequences are extraordinary. Well, that's the world building. That's putting everything into it. You can't just approach a movie with heart. I have a real soft spot for those sort of early noughties era mm. epics and, yeah. you know, Braveheart and things like that before yeah. it because of the, yeah, the, the sheer size and scale. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were lucky to grow up through things like Lord of the Rings. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is very comfortably in that period. And, yeah. you know, even little things like Messenger, the Joan of Arc story with um, yeah. what, Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Yeah, yeah, in the lead role. Just, yeah, and, and uh, even ghastly things like uh, Roland Emmerich's The Patriot. <laughs> they still have. Yeah, they still have. Yeah. Incredible battle scenes. Yeah. They still have Jason Isaacs. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I recommend checking out that little period, that yeah. decade, um, because there's some real gems in there. Obviously... Yeah gladiator sort of chief among them but well also things like kingdom of heaven i feel has good validity cool there are plenty of really good uh chinese films which i assume a lot of people haven't seen okay um i want to talk about let the bullets fly Ooh. which is uh chow yun fat directed by Wan jiang ah. um it's about in 1920s china a bandit arrives in a remote provincial town posing as its new mayor uh, where he faces off against a tyrannical local nobleman. It's not a perfect film. Um, it, it definitely has um, its flaws, but the, the flaws are in the complexities of the plot. There's a right. lot going on. There's a lot of subterfuge, subterfuge a mm. lot of sabotage going on. Yeah, but it's it's cool. It's it's very well directed. It's very yeah. sort of um, it's very very fast paced. Yeah. Um, there's a nice mix of martial arts and sort of gunfights and cool. Um, it manages manages to get this very cool Western setting um, mm. into into Chinese cinema, and it's got Chow Yun Fat in it, who yeah, um, as the guy. as in every film is just 
a roller coaster of emotions and facial expressions. Yeah. Um, God, he's amazing. Yeah, I'd really, <laughs> yeah, really recommend it. If anyone gets the chance, let the bullets fly. Excellent. Just um, let them fly, everyone. Let them fly in approval. Um, finally, I think this film had a fairly conventional plot structure. You know, Prince is fleeing from evil family member. Meets up with the artist sort of, formerly known as Prince. <laughs> Prince, the artist formerly known as Prince, escapes from his evil family member uh, and meets up with a sort of roguish young man who's going to grow up and fulfill his destiny and get back on the path to redemption. But if you want to see that that plot done really well in a sort of really pure way, The Hidden Fortress by Akira Kurosawa is one of his best films. It's the film that inspired Star Wars. It's about two young men who run away from a war um, and in so doing encounter a. Um, badass um soldier played by Toshio Mifune um who is on a mission to try and get his princess out of enemy territory and the two bumbling sort of criminals have to sort of join in in order to help in this journey um so yeah it's just a fantastic sort of character journey the journey is informed by how great the characters are and I think that's about it for the one better thing the one better thing yeah um thanks everyone for listening um we are as uh, we have always been on Twitter, Facebook, and now YouTube at OGT Pod. Um, I am uploading the episodes. Last week, ep- last week's episode is up. Um, this one should hopefully be up by the time you hear this. So <laughs> this episode will be up by the time you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we work. <laughs> um, so yeah, now there are so many different ways you can uh, get a hold of us. Mm. Um, if you want to show a friend, you can even link them to YouTube. If they think I don't do podcasts, I'm a farmer. <laughs> Just, I just like the YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't I love? Um, yeah, and we're also um, Gmail, OGD, OGDpod at gmail.com. Um, get in touch. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of that. Um, I want to give yeah. a shout out to all of our main boys and girl teams. You know who you are. Love them. Yeah. Okay, so I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Outcast is Nicolas Cage's patented snake mittens. Buy yours now. We're selling them here. Look, we've got a big crate of shit. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, God. Okay, just get high. Get high. Oh, oh God. This is happening again. This is happening again.